Welcome to another inspiring podcast from C3 New Hope. For more information about our church and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au. It was Good Friday, hey? Good Friday was amazing. Uh, we had obviously time of communion. Ali preached a great word. We had a phenomenal baptism, and uh, I was so pumped and so excited. I know that a whole bunch of people at the end of the service went out and hung out and had lunch together, and it was just good. And, uh, and it was just, there's a joy in the place, and uh, there's a joy in the place here this morning. And so, if you've got your Bibles here, I just want to start in talking about the resurrection, talking about uh, the empty tomb here today. So I've got a scripture from Matthew to the 28 here today. And if it's okay with you guys, I just want to be able to read a little bit of Bible here today. And uh, we are a Bible-believing church, by the way. And uh, we will not actually apologise for reading the Bible, because it is something that we will always go to. And uh, Matthew 28, I'm going to start in verse 1. It says, early on the Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, they went to visit the tomb. Now, it was customary, it was a common practice for people uh, to, when someone had died, particularly not going to go into a tomb, they would prepare the body, they would have a preparation for the, for the body. Now, because Jesus died late on the Friday, it meant that there was little time between that time and then the Sabbath, which was the next day. And so they were coming to be able to prepare the body, they were coming to be able to pour fragrances, they were coming, coming to, to pour out sacrifice and fine linen and basically have the body placed in a place where it was just finally prepared for its resting place. And so there's two ladies they were going down to, to go and find and to go and see Jesus where he had been laid. And so suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and, and, and rolled us aside the stone, and then I like this, how the angel says, and he sat on it. <laughs> I kind of like that. I'm trying to picture like the angel just, just sitting on the stone, like with a cheeky little grin on his face, thinking, yeah, I'm, I just did that. And uh, he's pretty pleased with himself, I think. It says, his face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. And it says, the angel spoke to the woman, spoke to the women and said, don't be afraid, he said. He says, I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. And I want to pray that we are a church that's constantly looking for Jesus, the one that's crucified, but not just crucified, the one that rose again, rose again to life again. And these, these ladies, they were looking for Jesus. And I believe throughout our world there are people looking for things, and they're actually looking for Jesus, but they just don't know it yet. Don't, don't, don't know it yet. But they're looking for Jesus. He says, he isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said that he would. We sang a song, we said beforehand, as, as Ali prayed, that Jesus prophesied, Jesus spoke about the fact that he would go to the cross, that he would die the death for us, and he would find himself rising again. And not only did he say these things, that in fact, uh, the prophet Isaiah, almost 700 years earlier, talks about the fact that how he would be pierced for our transgressions, that he would go to the cross for us, but then he would become the saviour of the world as a result of this as well. Now Jesus in chapter John, John chapter 11, Lazarus has just, has just died. And uh, he's gone to a tomb himself. And Jesus goes on the, on the road to Bethany and finds himself coming to the tomb where Lazarus had lied for many days. And before 
he finds himself coming to the tomb. He says, people, go away a little bit. And what happens is he declares that he is not only one that can heal, not only one that can heal the sick, but indeed someone that can actually do so much more than that. And he finds himself declaring himself as the resurrection, that he is the life. See, Jesus wasn't a guy that's made bad people good. He was a guy that brought dead people back to life. He specializes in bringing dead things back to life. And today we declare that he is the resurrection, that he is indeed the life. And that today we stir ourselves up today, believing that it is him that we, we, we praise that because he is indeed raised from the dead. My hope and my prayer today is that we will indeed walk out of this place declaring Jesus, the living God, the one that has indeed resurrected. And so I want to preach a message today, which I've just titled The Glorious Gospel. The Glorious Gospel. And I can't preach about the Glorious Gospel without going to Romans chapter 5. So if you've got your Bibles here today, why don't you go to Romans chapter 5 and we're going to read a bit more Bible here today. I'm going to start in verse 1. In my Bible, it talks about the fact that faith brings joy. Faith brings joy. It says, therefore, since we've been made right in God's sight by faith, and we're going to talk about faith here this morning, we have a peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into his place of what? Of undeserved privilege. We now stand and are confidently and joyfully looking forward to sharing God's glory. It says, we too can rejoice. And I want us to be rejoicing here, church, when we run into problems and trials. You think, oh, that's not necessarily something I want to be able to rejoice about. But watch this. For we know that, when, we know that they help us, what? Develop endurance, it says. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. It's not going to lead to disappointment, guys. For we know, and this is are the few words here that if you can walk away with with one truth here this morning, we know this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us. He loves us so much. He loves us so much. Maybe we're getting personalised a little bit. Mandy McLean, he loves you so much. Nick Diamonds, he loves you so much. Uh, Pete Lombardo, he loves you so much. Shane Neves, he loves you so much. Church, he loves us so much. Why is that he would love us so much that he would send his one and only son to the cross for us, to die the death, so that we may indeed have the opportunity to receive eternal life. That is the good news. And that is his love, his great love that he has for us here this morning. How dearly he loves us because he's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. These next four or five verses here, in many ways, sum up the gospel for me. It says, when we were utterly hopeless. Now, I'm not too sure about you, but when I think about the, the price of my sin and that without a saviour, if there are two words that I can be able to describe myself as, I would indeed be utterly hopeless. I would be utterly hopeless. It says Christ came just at the right time <laughs> and he died for us sinners. He died for us. That's you and me. We're all included in this. And what are we? We're, we're sinners. You think, Dan, that's a bit strong, that's a bit hard, but I want to talk about truth here today. This is who we are. We are sinners. You know what? The power of the gospel is found in the understanding that we are sinners. The power of the gospel is understanding the revelation that we need save in. It's hard to be saved from something without, being saved, without knowing that you need saving in the first place. 
Ali and I, we went out to the city on Friday night and uh, we went out to dinner and on the way home we're walking through the city and we found this little lady and I'm not too sure why I called her little, but she was a lady um, and she happened to be little than me, so she was a little lady. And uh, we, we found her and she was clearly lost. She was in a place where she just looked a bit distressed and she was clearly out of town. And uh, we're walking past and you could tell that she was trying to pluck up enough courage to come say something to somebody and say, hey, I'm a bit lost, can you help me out? Sure enough, she found the biggest person in all of George Street and she asked me. And uh, she probably thought this was going one of two ways, either can you help me out or I'm gone, one of the two. Um, and she asked me, like, oh, are you from around here? And I said, oh, well, I'm kind of around here. I'm from Sydney, but not necessarily from the city. She says, I've lost. I'm lost. I'm looking for my hotel. Can you help me find me? Can you help me find it? And so Ali and I, we had the chance to be able to look on Google Maps and we found where to go and we just showed her the way and I was okay. But she had to come to a place where she recognised that she was lost in order for her to find herself asking for help to the point where she can receive the directions of where to go. And the same is true for us to be able to receive the gospel, to be able to receive the good news, to receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and our Saviour. We have to know that we are actually indeed sinful, that we have found ourselves in a place where we need God. We can't do it by ourselves, guys. And because of what Christ has done on the cross, He made a way for you and I today. And that is the good news of the gospel here today. And it says, now, most people would not willing, be willing to die for an upright person. Now, I'm not too sure, but when you hear these words, in my mind, in my brain, my brain goes to making different categories of people. <laughs> Over here are the people that I would die for. Over here are the people that I might die for. Over here are the people like, there's no way in you know where that I'll die for. <laughs> And there's a guy on Narellan Road who cut me off this morning. I thought, there's no way. You're, you're in that category here this morning, buddy. <laughs> but when I think about it, I probably include, or I include my wife, Allie, who, by the way, we celebrated 14 years of our marriage the other day. It was pretty cool. And uh, she'd made that list. Uh, Ivy would make that list. Ollie usually would make that list, but right now, he's being a bit annoying to me right now, so he's, uh, he's, he might not quite make that list at the moment. Then you've got other people over here and... The Bible says here that most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, but though someone might be willing, perhaps it says, to die for a person who is especially good. Especially good. And here's a verse that I love so much. Even these two words where I think to myself, where would I be without these two words? Where it says, but God... He showed his great love for us by sending Christ, that's Jesus, to die for us. When was it? When we got polished up? When we got all our life together? When we found ourselves connecting the dots to the point where Jesus could receive us? No, no, no. It says while we were still sinners. While we were still sinners. Now this week as I was preparing, I read through the, uh, the Easter message in the, in the Bible. I was reading through the the process that Jesus took to go to the cross and then obviously through the resurrection. And as I was reading through the Gospels, the, the different accounts that was found, I actually found myself being stuck with the Barabbas story. And I wasn't too sure why. I've, I've read the story many, many times before. I found myself being in a place where I understood and knew the story, and, but I just found myself being stuck in the Barabbas story. 
And most of us here know the story and we understand the process. You know, Jesus was in a place where he was trialled before some judges. And the judges, they couldn't find any fault with him. So they said, basically, I don't want to sentence, sentence this guy to, dead, to, to, the, to the death. And yet the people funded from the crowds and they said, no, we want this man crucified. You see, Jesus had upset the political and the religious leaders and they were threatened by him. And they went after him to the point where they wanted to put an innocent, clean, blameless man and place him on the cross. And so the judges or the, the guys at the time making the decisions, they, they said, well, I know what I'll do. I'll go and get a man who's from prison, someone who had done all these heinous kind of crimes, and I'll place him next to Jesus and I'll make them decide. Because surely at that point, they'll make a decision of, well, we'll release Jesus and we'll, we'll, we'll take this guy to the cross. So what they do is they, they basically place Barabbas on one side, they place Jesus on one side here, and again from the crowds they thundered down, we want to crucify Jesus. And so Barabbas was freed. Barabbas was let go. And I felt the Holy Spirit saying this, this, this week when I asked myself, why is it that this story of Barabbas has actually resonated with me so much here this morning? I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Dan, it's resonated with you. Barabbas' story is resonating with you because that is your story. That just as he was set free, just as he was released, just, before, just as, as he was still a sinner, he was able to walk free. His debt was paid in that moment and Jesus was the one that went to the cross for you and I. And we are today free because of what he has done in our lives. My story is Barabbas' story. Verse 9 says, And since we've been made, made right with God, in God's sight, by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Amen. Certainly be saved. Now we can rejoice, we can rejoice, we can lift up his name, we can praise his name this morning, church, in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ, watch this, has made us friends with God. He's made us friends with God. I want to encourage us here this morning that God is not a distant God. God is not a God that we cannot obtain. God is not someone that we cannot come close to. In fact, he offers that, he welcomes that, he wants that here this morning. God is the God, he's our Father, he's our Lord, he's our Saviour, but he can also be our friend here this morning. And I want to encourage every single person, again, whether you've been here many, many times before, or maybe today's the first time in a long time, today's a day that we can be reminded that God is a good God who went to the cross for us, who sent his one and only son because he so loved us. Us. And the goodness of the gospel here today is it is for every single person. In fact, if we flick over one um, chapter beforehand, we look at uh, Romans chapter 3, verses 22. It says, Yet God, and again, other translations will say, But God, in this moment, too. It says, But God, oh, sorry, what you were um, We are made right with God, it said. How? By placing our faith in Jesus Christ. 
And it says, and I love this, it says, this is true for every single person. It doesn't matter what postcode you're from, doesn't matter what nationality you're from, doesn't matter if you're the youngest person or the oldest person, doesn't matter if you've got 14 degrees or no degrees here today, doesn't matter if you're employed or unemployed, whether you're, um, whatever kind of colour hair you might have, colour eyes you might have, this is for every single person. Even if you're a South Sydney fan here this morning, this is for you here this morning as well. I saw... Uh, I was actually going to say West Tigers fan, but you guys have had enough already. You guys are going to... It says, for everyone who believes, it says, no matter who we are. It says, for everyone has sins. This is the truth here today. Don't be worried by it because there's a hope that Jesus gives us today. It says, for everyone has sinned. And all that means we need a saviour. But we have a saviour. His name is Jesus. It says, we all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God... With undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. What's righteous mean? That means we've been made clean. He did this through Jesus Christ when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. And people are made right with God when they believe. My prayer here this morning is that we will be a believing people. We'll be a believing church. We'll have believing families, mums and dads who believe and show the way for their children. And some of you might be asking, well, how, how do we do this? I want to close. Maybe Hendo can jump up on, on, on stage with us here this morning. I want to close with a bit of a how-to. I want to make this practical for every single person here today. You see, Romans chapter 10, verses 9, it says these words. that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord... That he's Lord. What does that mean? It's that he's placed at the centre of our lives. That we repent of our sin. We say, God, I'm sorry. God, I recognise that you have made a way for me on the cross. Today I give you the glory. I place you at the centre of my life. I have a new lens of how I see things because of your goodness. I receive the good news of the gospel. This is what making him Lord of our life is. You see, sometimes I think that we are happy to take on the friend of God part, the father part, and these are important, but he's also Lord of our life. And as Lord of our life, we follow after him. We take his cues. We believe his truth. We lay down our life in order to follow him. And it says these words, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart here this morning that God raised him from the dead, there's a promise here, there's a truth here that we can, we can stand on here today. It says you will be saved. Again, this is the glorious gospel. For it is by believing in your hearts that you are made right with God and it's by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. I wonder if we can stand to our feet here this morning. We're going to do a couple of these things here today. And maybe you've done this many, many times beforehand. We utter these words, say, Jesus, I'm making you Lord of my life. I'm placing you at the centre. But maybe here this morning, you haven't done that beforehand. Maybe you find yourself here today where you've uttered these words many, many years ago and for whatever reason you find yourself needing to repeat these words again. Today's a day where you can come and receive the glorious gospel. 
Today's a day where you can come and be able to lift up his name above all other names in your life. And it's done so quickly. You say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need you in my life. The only way that I can receive eternal life is through your son, Jesus. I believe in him today. I place my faith in him today. If that's you here today, in just a moment when we pray this prayer today, let them not just be words that you say through your mouth, but indeed words that you indeed believe in your heart, in your mind, in your soul. And the truth is here today and the good news here today is that you will be saved. (laughs) I made this declaration as a 16-year-old 23 years ago now. I never ever pictured myself being here before you guys. But God has taken me on a journey where I understand that He is Lord and Saviour of my life. And every single person, I want to give the opportunity to do that today. And maybe the Holy Spirit right now is just prompting you to be able to pray this special prayer. And they're just ordinary words, but they're special, special prayer because of the power of the belief. With all eyes closed, here today, let's pray to God. I'm going to say a few words and you can pray them out after me. Thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross. Thank you, Jesus, for making a way. You are my saviour. You are my king. You are my Lord. Today, I give you my life. I place you at the centre. I ask for the Holy Spirit to come and fill me now. I repent of my sin. I declare your way is the way I'm going. Help me, Lord. Fill me now. Fill me with joy and love. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are here with us right now. Holy Spirit, just come and speak to hearts. God, we thank you. We thank you for the power of the gospel. We thank you for the glorious nature of the gospel. Above all else, Lord God, today we lift up your name. I declare over hearts that have indeed uttered these words, spoken these words, believed in their hearts. God, I thank you for the power of salvation that's come in here today in this place. And with all eyes closed, even today, if you pray these prayers and you know that you prayed in a way where you're wanting to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, today's a day of great rejoice. <laughs> today's a day of great rejoice. Today's a day of joy. Today's a day where heaven rejoices. Today's a day where the church rejoices. And if you pray that prayer for the first time, or if you pray that prayer in a way where you knew that you needed to give your life to Christ, I want to encourage, why don't you raise your hand just in this place right now on one, two, and three. Raise your hands up right now. I can see that hand at the back there. Amen. Praise God. I can see that hand in the middle way. Praise God for that. I can see that hand right at the back there. Amen. Heaven's rejoicing right now. Is anyone else here this morning? Anyone else here this morning want to give their life to Jesus? It is the best decision you can ever make. And on this day, what better day on Resurrection Sunday to say, God, I'm coming home. God, I'm declaring my life for you. God, I'm placing you at the center here. Anyone else here this morning? I said there's three hands before hands. Let me just encourage you. I'm not going to make you come out the front. Just raise your hands and I just want to pray for you one more time. 
Amen. I see the hand in the middle. Man in the white. Heavenly Father, thank you that heaven is rejoicing now. Heaven is rejoicing. We lift up your name above every other name here today, Lord Father. We give you all the glory. Lord Father, I thank you so much for those individuals that have raised their hands, that have made a commitment and decision for Christ. God, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your undeserved kindness that you made a way for us here today. We praise your name. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information about C3 New Hope and its locations, please visit our website at c3newhope.com.au.